I want to give you a quick update on Give a Meal. We've decided to push it back one week so that we have even more time to get the word out so that we can make a bigger impact in our community. So now on October 18th, we are going to be doing just that. We are giving meals away. We want to be able to lift the burden of these trying times. We know that there are a lot of people who could use some help. And so on October 18th, we are going to be giving away free meals to anybody in our community that needs it. This is no strings attached. We're not asking for anything from you. We're not expecting anything from you. We just want to bless you. And you can be a part of this. If you are physically here in the area, we would love your help making this happen. Boots on the ground, being the hands and feet of Jesus. You don't have to consider Oasis Church your home to be a part of making a difference in our community. We would love for you to just show up. We'll give you a shirt and then you can jump in with us. If you're not in the area and you still want to be a part of it, you can help us out financially. It costs $5 to feed a person, but Oasis Church is matching dollar for dollar. So only $2.50 out of your pocket will feed a person a meal that is so needed. So you can go to oasistn.church give and choose the give a meal option. And every single penny you give will be put right into the mouths of somebody that needs it. So now we are wrapping up our Made for More series. This is week three, so stick around and check it out. All right. Hey, so glad you're with us. If you want to do us a quick favor, all right, God's been doing amazing things. The response from you guys has been amazing. But if you're watching this right now and you haven't already, click the share button. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes four seconds, all right? Let your people know that you're with us right now because here's the fact. You know people that I don't know, and this is the only way this is going to grow is if you share it. So if you could share that on your feed, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, we're here. We're going to wrap up week three of Made for More. Are you all excited about that? Very cool. But before we do that, I have a really important announcement. I just want to, I want everyone to hear. Uh, Oasis Kids Ministry starts today. All right, today. And so I'm super excited. We have three kids. They love church, okay? And so we've made it as easy as possible for all the parents out there. Right when this service is done streaming, uh, go ahead and refresh our Facebook page. We're going to be starting a new stream that's going to be just for your kids, okay? So you can watch it that way. Or if you want to wait and make your kids some lunch when this is over, and as they're eating lunch, they can watch church, go to our website, oasistn.church. We have dummy proofed it. I promise you, you can find it right on our front page. Scroll to it's like the second thing on the page. You'll find stuff for your kids right there. We have resources for you right there, parents. And uh, please check that out. It takes less than 20 minutes, all right? And, uh, and so instead of putting your kids in front of the TV to watch something else, man, throw this on. I promise they're going to grow. They're going to love it. So as soon as this is over, there's another stream starting, or just go to our website and uh, do church with the kids. It's going to be awesome. So today, we're actually going to wrap up our series, Made for More. We've talked about a ton during this series. We've talked about how to deal with our insecurities. We've talked about how to deal with our fear. We talked about how to deal with our inadequacy. And then last week, we, we talked about how you're not designed to do life alone. And so if you want to step into the more God has for you, you have to team up with some people, get some people in your corner, Right? You have to speak up. You got to let people know what's going on in your life, and you got to break up. We heard some amazing breakup stories last week. All I'm saying, if you haven't checked it out, you're going to want to go do that. I promise. It was hilarious. All right? That's all I'm going to say. Uh, And uh, so anyway, y'all can check that out. But tonight, we're going to be talking about the most important thing that you can do, uh, that you have to do. 
in order to step into the more that God has for you. Because here's what I know. I know that God has made you for more. Mm -hmm. And I think you know that. I think you know that there's something inside of you that's just hard to satisfy. It's like, is this it? Is this really all there is, right? And my answer is no. On the other side of your yes to God, there is so much more. And so we've been talking about a guy named Moses in the Old Testament. And uh, the first week, we actually talked about this, his burning bush experience, right? Like he comes upon this bush. It's on fire. He starts talking. The bush starts talking to him. And he realizes that God is talking to him through this bush. And we talked about that conversation a little bit. But we only talked about it from Moses' side. So tonight, we're going to talk about that same conversation at the burning bush, but we're going to talk about it from God's side. What did God say to Moses during that time? Because I think that's where the key lies in order for us to find the more that we are made for. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a quick recap of the story, and then we're going to jump right in. We're going to dive in hard tonight. Y'all ready? ready? We're going in the deep end quick. All right, here we go. So... Moses, he's been a shepherd for 40 years. He's walking a sheep. He sees a bush. Bush starts talking. It's God talking to him. And all of a sudden, God gives Moses a mission. And here's what he says. Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. He's, and God says, now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. So God is looking at Moses and he's saying, listen, you're not just a shepherd. You're going to stop leading sheep and you're going to start leading my people out of Egypt. He was telling Moses, hey, there's more for you in this life. And I want to tell you tonight, again, there's more for you in this life. I promise you. And when you do life God's way, you're going to discover what that more is. Because here's what the Bible says. It says this, a thief has only one thing in mind. All right, this is John 10, 10. And listen, we have an enemy that does this to us every day. He says, a thief only has one thing in mind. He wants to steal, he wants to slaughter, and he wants to destroy. The, the enemy, the thief, he's coming after you. I don't need to remind you of this. He's coming after you, and all he wants to do is steal, slaughter, and destroy. But here's what Jesus says. He says, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. God has something different for your life. The enemy, he's coming after you. He's trying to steal from you. He's trying to slaughter you. And he's trying to destroy you. But Jesus says, no, there's more to life than this. I've come so that you can have everything in abundance. That's what it says. You can have an abundant life. You can have a full life. Life in its fullness until you overflow. How many of you guys want that in your life? I mean, I'm telling you, that's the kind of life I want to live. Now listen, God has that for you, but you're going to have to answer a question. And we're going to talk about that question in a second. But I just want to tell someone tonight, I feel this on my spirit when I was writing this. I just felt like people needed to know this tonight. Is you're not just fill in the blank. Moses, he wasn't just a shepherd. Moses was a leader. Let me tell you this. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're a leader of a bunch of world changers in your home. I know you're tired. I know that you feel guilty for how much time your kids spend playing video games and watching TV and YouTube and all this stuff. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're a leader in your home, leading kids to change the world. You're not just a businessman. 
You are a conduit of generosity to accomplish the things of God. You're not just in your company to make sales and to, and to, and to build up the bottom line. Man, God's put you there for a purpose, and he's got more for you than just that. Listen, you're not just a college student. You're not just a person studying something in a class and in a degree. You're a person that has passion about something, and you're desperate to see the world change. God is telling some of you that you're not just fill in the blank. You're so much more, just like Moses. And I want you to hear that tonight. God has something special planned for you. But like I said, in order for us to discover what this is, we have to answer one simple question that God asked Moses when he was at this burning bush experience. And that's exactly what we're going to pick up in this story right now. Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. Moses was not pumped, by the way, when he heard this news. Okay, God, you want me to do what, right? He wasn't pumped. He starts fighting God, right? Here's what it says. But Moses protested again. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, and here's the question I want us to think about tonight. What is that in your hand? And Moses replied, a shepherd's staff. Now you see, he asked him a question, really simple question, and on the surface, it seems like a really dumb question and a really obvious answer. But he looks at Moses and he says, you want to discover what, what I'm talking about here? What's that in your hand right here? And that's the question we're going to talk about a lot tonight. So here's what the rest of the story says, starting in verse 3, chapter 4. So God looked at him. He said, hey, I have a, a shepherd's staff in my hand. Then God says, throw it on the ground. And the Lord, uh, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Now, come on. Now, listen. I have a funny story I just want to share really quick. I used to brag. All, Stephanie's already laughing. She knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> I used to brag to people that I wasn't afraid of snakes. Okay? I used to be like, I hate spiders, and I do. I, I, Stephanie kills the spiders in our home. <laughs> I'm admitting this to the world right now. I'm afraid of spiders. And don't even come at me. I'm just telling you right now, I will cut you if you come at me with your spider. And I won't feel bad. I'm just telling you right now. So I used to brag. Oh, I'm not afraid. If I see a snake, I'm, I'm cool. It doesn't even bother me, right? Like, I'm not afraid of snakes. Well, fast forward many years. I've been claiming this for many, many years. Uh, me and Stephanie are walking outside at nighttime. And we're in South Florida. We're like in the Everglades area. A lot of big snakes out there, if you didn't know that. And uh, we're walking, and all of a sudden, a snake darts out in front of us. I mean, right there on the ground, right in front of us, darts across. I left Stephanie there. I started high-stepping. I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm going. Stephanie's freaking out. She's trying to hold on to me, and I'm like, ah, I got to go. And so I, the snake bolts off. I look over at Stephanie, and I just go, you know, I think I'm afraid of snakes. Like, that's all I got. I, I thought I wasn't, but I was. So Moses has a similar reaction, okay? God said, throw it on the ground. Moses throws the staff on the ground. It turns into a snake. Now listen, Moses jumped back, of course. Wouldn't you? I mean, come on, it's a snake. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. And so Moses reached out. 
Now listen, Moses has a bad track record. He's already investigated a weird spooky bush and it's talking to him and he's <laughs> reaching out to now grab a snake. He reached out and he grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Now, that has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about tonight. But I don't want us to just skip over this. When the staff was in Moses' hand, it was a dead piece of wood, right? But as soon as he gave it over to God, it came to life. Something different changed about it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he touched it again, it turned right back into just a little stick in his hand. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So if you're writing some stuff down, here's a couple takeaways that we're going to have. This is super practical tonight, all right? Super simple. First takeaway I want you to write down is this, is you have it. Write that down. You have it. I want y'all to say, I have it. I have it. Now, uh, I don't know if there's any other wives watching right now, okay? Um, I don't know if your husbands are like me. They probably are, all right? I have what I like to call man eyes, all right? <laughs> that means that I can't see things that other women can see, right? So if I'm looking for something, if I've lost something, and I'm trying to find it, it could be like, I could be like, where's my iPad, right? Like, I don't see where my iPad is. It's sitting right here. You know, that happens to me all the time. Stephanie gives me a hard time. This, ha I know, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting talked back now. <laughs> but I'm serious. Happens all the time. There's been many times, I, I, and I pride myself in this. I don't lose my keys. I don't lose my wallet ever. I put them in the same place every day. But there are times where I have not done that, and I don't know where they are, okay? And when that happens, I frantically start going through the house, and I get stressed zero to 100 in about a half a second, all right? And I'm like, Lucy, what did you, she's three, she's, she's our three-year-old, what did you do with my keys? Ruben, what did you do, Stephanie, you had my keys, you went out, where did you put my keys? And all of a sudden, I reach in my pocket, and guess what's in my pocket? Keys. My keys. Every time, it happens all the time, right? The same is true for our lives. Some of you are searching for something. You're searching for this more that God has for you, and you don't realize that you already have it. It's right in your pocket. When Moses has this conversation with God, God doesn't look at him and go, you know what, that's a good point, Moses. Actually, what I'm going to need you to do, I'm going to need you to go to college, get a degree, okay? Then get your master's. And then what I want you to do is I want you to, to apprentice under somebody for a little while. And I want you to, no. He just says, what's in your hand? You already have what it takes to accomplish what God has for you to accomplish. Right. He's already given it to you. I promise you. God's not going to ask you to do some crazy thing. He's already given you the thing that you need, and he's put it right in your hand. Mm -hmm. And so I want to ask you, what is in your hand? Now, I got the same question. What is in your hand? And here's the deal. It looks different for everybody. But what's in your hand? Now, I'm going to go through a list of a hundred things, and I want you to just think about these. What's in your hand? What tool do you already use? What skill do you already possess? What passion do you already have, right? What resource is at your disposal? Who do you have around you? What people are you surrounded with, right? What connection do you already have? What education do you have that no one else does? What hurt have you already overcome? See, we think that the thing in our hands sometimes is something easy, something great. Sometimes it's a hurt that we've already walked through, right? Mm -hmm. 
and you've already overcome that. And people need you, a person that's seen the light at the end of the tunnel. You've already made this journey. And that might be the thing in your hand, right? What wisdom have you gained through your experiences? What, I, what crazy idea do you have, right? Are you a creative person? Are you passionate about something specific in this world? What problem keeps you up at night in this world, right? What's in your hand? You have something in your hand that only you have. And I want to ask you, what is it? Because that's the key. You have to figure out what this thing is in order for you to step into the more that God has for you. And I don't want you to overthink this. I don't want you to think that like, you have to, you know, do something crazy to figure this out. But sometimes it's like, what am I, okay, what am I good at? Mm-hmm. What am I passionate about? What is my personality? Think about those things because that's what's in your hand. And that's what God is going to use to accomplish the more that he has for you. So the first thing is this, you have it. You already have it. So this week, I want you to pray. Say, God, show me what's in my hand. Help me understand what this is. And it's easier than you think. Okay? Don't overcomplicate it. But I want you to identify what's in your hand. So the first takeaway was this, is that you have it. The next thing is this. Now give it. So you have it. Once you figure out what that is, now give it. Here's what the story goes on to say. I'm going to read it again. God said, throw it on the ground. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. He freaked out like I did, right? He jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and he grabbed it. And it turned back into the, shepherd, back into the shepherd's staff in his hand. Now here's what I want you to understand. The way the kingdom of God works is built on you having open hands. Mm-hmm. Now listen, you have something in your hand, but if you hold on to it, you can only do so much. I promise you. You might be great at what you do, but you're not as good as God is. I promise you with that. So I brought a little example over here. Here you go. Now, the team has given me a hard time because I don't know what the heck I'm talking about when I have this fishing pole. Is it even called a fishing pole? What is this called? Okay, it's a fly rod. It's not even a fishing pole. Okay? So you look at this thing. It's really tall. Look, I'm going to point it right here at the camera. Look at that. Isn't that cool looking? Did I touch the camera? I think I did. Oops. Um, Anyway, I have this thing in my hand, right? And I honestly picked it up. This is one of our team members, Jordan. I'm pointing this at him right now. Jordan, right here. Where are you? Right there. Um, I, I picked this up at his house today, and I'm like, how do I put it together? You know? And he's like, I promise you can figure it out. I'm happy to report. I'm happy to report. I figured out how to put it together, everybody. Come on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now, I just, it was super easy. I'm not going to lie. But you put this fishing pole in my hand, you ain't getting any fish. I'm just telling you, I don't even know how to get the, the, this, what is that, the string through the holes. I don't even, I don't even know, is, I don't even know if that's what it's called. I don't even know how to do that. I couldn't tell you what kind of bait to use. I couldn't tell you a good fishing spot. I couldn't even tell you what kind of fish I caught, if I, unless it was like a catfish or something. I don't even know. You put this in my hands. And it's worthless. And this is probably pretty nice. I would imagine it's a pretty nice pole. I have no idea. Is it a nice pole? It's a nice pole. It looks like a fishing pole to me. I have no idea. But I give this to Jordan, the one that's done it a bunch. He goes fishing all the time, right? And that's a whole nother ball game. 
man, you give me a basketball, and listen, I played in eighth grade at T.W. Hunter. I was pretty good. Not really. I didn't start. But you give that same basketball to LeBron James, it's another ball game. You know what I'm saying? When you put something in someone else's hands and knows what they're doing, it changes everything. Just like this fishing pole. Here, I'm going to give this to the man who it belongs to anyway. Hey, don't break that, okay? Because I need you to take me fishing sometime. But when you discover what's in your hand and you give it to the creator of the universe, that's when things change in your life. It's so important for you to understand what's in your hand and then hold it open like this because God does the miraculous when we can do this. You know that the, this, from this point on in Scripture, that's no longer referred to in the Bible as Moses' staff. From this point forward in Scripture, that staff is referred to as the rod of God. I want whatever thing is in your hand to be known as the thing that God used to do some miraculous things, not the thing that Clint used to do some pretty cool things. God wants to use what's in your hand. If you look at the story of when uh, Jesus fed 5,000, and it's 5,000 men, he probably fed like 20,000 people, if you think about it. But that whole story started because a little boy packed a little sack lunch, right? He had this little sack lunch. He had, he had five loaves of bread and two pieces of fish in there. And Jesus has been talking all day. People were tired, but they were so captivated by what Jesus was saying. And all of a sudden, the disciples are like, hey, I think we need to send everybody home, buddy. Like, you've been going all day. I could go all night. You know, I I could listen to you all day, but these people are getting hungry, right? And Jesus was like, no, we're going to feed them. What do we have? And they said, well, this boy has five loaves and two fish. And that was nothing. I'm sure he could have made an awesome fish sandwich, right? And had some rolls left over. But when he took it out of his hand and he put it into Jesus' hand, everything changed. When you take what's in your hand and you give it to Jesus, I'm telling you, everything changes. That's how God's kingdom works. There's an element of give and take. And when you're holding things with an open hand, God can take those things out and he can do miraculous things with them. So if you do have an amazing idea that's going to change the world one day, surrender that over to God because he can actually do it. If you are a person that has, uh, if you're a successful businessman, surrender that over to God and he can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. Maybe you have an awesome education and you're smart and God's gifted you with the ability of knowledge. Surrender that over to God and you can do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. Maybe you're in a, you get in trouble all the time at school like I did because you talk too much. Man, what if you surrendered that over to God? He might turn you into a church planner and might ask you to plant during a global pandemic. Who knows? <laughs> but man, I'm so glad. And Stephanie's life, we've made the decision like, God, everything we have is yours. What we're good at, it's yours. I'm not here to be a good preacher. I'm not here to be a good musician. I'm not here to do all these things. I'm here to just give my life to Jesus. And whatever he does, man, he gets credit for it. Because I'm telling you, if you know me, I'm an average person. I'm not great at a lot of things. But man, I just want to say yes to Jesus and watch him do the rest. Man, take what's in your hand. Give it to Jesus. He's the one that can take it and and explode it in front of your eyes. 
And that's my challenge to you tonight. Identify what's in your hand. All right? You don't have to look hard for it. You already have it. And then I want you to give it to the one that can do anything. I mean, he's, he's the one that created everything out of nothing. What can he do with this awesome thing he's put in your hand? It's amazing, I'm telling you. I know tonight some of you are watching and you're thinking, that sounds awesome, but that just don't, doesn't think that really applies to me, right? Let me tell you, the way this starts is by starting a relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that in your life, this won't work. I'm just telling you, I love you. Because I love you, it won't work if you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Because here's the deal. When you don't have a relationship with Jesus, your life is in your hands. But man, for some of you, it's time to place your life, your whole body and soul into Jesus' hands tonight. And that's where it all starts. So if that's you, and listen, I don't need to convince you that you need God. Because you already know it. Deep down, you have this thing in your heart that's never satisfied. And you lay in bed at night, you might think, like, there has to be more to this, right? Like, there has to be more to life. And I want to tell you, there is a lot more to life. But it starts with a relationship with Jesus. And it's time to take your life out of your own hands and put it into God's hands. And if that's you, tonight your life can change. Right now, your life can change right now. Some of you are, have barely even been paying attention. This has just been on somehow. Some of you may have just tuned in. This is your moment. Stop what you're doing and just listen. To right now, today, your life can change forever. And all you need to do is pray this prayer. And this prayer isn't magical, okay? It's a way to articulate what's going on in your heart. And it's a way for you to give your life to Jesus right now. Get your life out of your hands, put it into his. And if that's you, I want you to pause what you're doing right now and say this in your heart. Say, dear God, I need you. I put my life into your hands. And I'm giving everything to you. And in the best way I know how, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, y'all make some noise for those people right now. We are so proud of you. That's the best decision you're ever going to make, and we're here for you. I don't care where you live. You could live on the other side of the world, in another state, or right here in Sumner County. We want to connect with you. We want to know. So text Oasis TN to 94000, and the first thing on that page uh, that you're going you're gonna to get a link, hit that link, and the first thing up there is, I want to follow Jesus. Fill that form out. Let us know. We want to help you walk with Jesus. We want to help you take your next step and, uh, and tell us about it, and we'll follow up with you this week. But hey, we love you so much. When this ends, all right, the next 20 seconds, I want you to refresh the page, and kids ministry is coming at you right here, so don't go anywhere. Or just go to our website, oasistn.church, right now, and you can find... Uh, you can find a service directed, uh, crafted directly toward your kids from birth to fifth grade, all right? Well, hey, we love you. We'll see you back next Sunday at 10 a.m. We're starting a new series called Highs and Lows. It's pretty fun. I think you're going to love it, and we'll see you next week.